What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Um, you know, healthy and alive. Doing good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I heard something news brewing over in China. Uh, I mean, other than, you know, they're, they're crazy communists. Yeah, there's a there's supposedly there's another swine flu brewing. You and I are going to have to look into it. We'll probably cover it on the this mm-hmm. afternoon. So we'll, we'll look into that later on today. And also, I want to talk about masks later on today. And everything that's been surrounding all that, I've got uh, an op-ed piece from uh, from a medical doctor who's also a lawyer, and I want to go over that. And I want to I want to actually give the listener the perspective on a medical and a legal scholar on what they're saying about these masks and if they're even relevant. Which can't say that they are. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get into it later on this afternoon. But anyway, all right, this morning. Let's start with CNN, right? Apparently, they're not with the protesters anymore. They don't want to be in the in in the the hub of where the protests are, are happening any longer. They want to leave. Yeah, they're they're selling their ivory tower in um, Atlanta, or it's to be sold. They're saying there's not going to be any layoffs or any of that kind of stuff. They're going to move staff around to the other facilities, the other campuses, or just have them work from home, supposedly. Uh, well, I'm and all their whole. I'm know. all for it. I'm all for them working from home. Actually, you know what? Just sell the building and fire everybody. Can, can we just do that? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, look, I, I would love for CNN to go back to the days of just presenting you with the facts. But, you know, they're not going to do that. Communist News Network, of course, they're not going to do that. I'd be happy to not have to look at Wolf Blitzer, Don Lemon, Jake Tapper, Anderson Cooper or Chris Cuomo ever again. I, I would be happy to not have to see any of those bumbling fools anytime again, because all they do is go up there and preach nonsense. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. I'm not even going to pay them credit. So anyway. All right. So they're selling their stuff and, and they're packing up and they're leaving. That's what it says. Yeah. Um, the um, Warner Media is to sell it. Yeah. Now, all right. interesting fact real quick. Just just as a side note, you, you mentioned um, the Cuomo brothers. Yeah. How yeah. is it that you... You're able to interview your brother. Isn't there kind of a conflict of interest? Wouldn't you well, like they, not they actually, allow that? Yeah, they actually had a. They they didn't allow that for the longest time, and uh-huh. I I think it was I think it was up until recently they didn't allow it because of the bias, right? Because of the bias mm-hmm. side of it. But I think in the midst of all this, and like the media is melting down anyway. Clearly, you can see that they're, they're melting down. They're just like they're manufacturing news. At this point, it's not even close to to being truthful at all. So they're looking at it, I think, now, especially like the CNN execs and like Zucker and the rest of them. They're looking at the entertainment side of it now. You've got Governor Cuomo, right? Andrew Cuomo in New York, right? You've got his brother, his his younger brother who works for CNN. This is a, a chance for them to scrounge up some type of an entertainment value out of and at the same time promote propaganda uh, and carry a message for what's going on in New York and and making that a centerpiece, uh, more or less, in the midst of all this this pandemic. I mean, that's how I'm seeing it. 
But yes, there is a conflict of interest. There is a conflict of interest. But until recently, they didn't allow it. Uh, but they, then they they lifted it in the midst of this this uh, pandemic stuff, which. I mean, okay, but I, I think, like I said, I think they were just looking at the entertainment side of it more than anything else. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we still have to put up with CNN at least for a little bit longer. All right, uh, I got some good news. I have some good news this morning, Bruce. Okay. Actually, it, it's uh, may, maybe I maybe I misspoke. I, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit too early. It's bad news, actually. It's it's very it's saddening. It's it's heart it's heart wrenching, really. And and I hate to see it because this is our one chance to establish a foothold in what could be the future of the people's paradise. And that's Seattle's chop, right? The barriers are being mm. brought down by the city. There's crews there. Oh. The cops are uh-huh. at the scene. They're, they're taking uh, them all down. They're, they're, pull, they're pulling the plug on it. Huh. So the, uh, the, wo- the welfare state of chop is, uh, it's no longer, is it? Hmm. Yeah, they uh, and the protesters, right? They're they're scrambling to get them back up. A crew used heavy machinery to remove the concrete barriers at 10th and East Pine Street. Seattle police officers were also on the scene to assist crews in case the protesters intervened, which they did. Protesters almost immediately began to construct a makeshift barricade to take the concrete barriers place, moving furniture, trash cans, and plywood into the road, and to continue to block traffic into the area. As of Tuesday morning, no plans had been set in place to remove the other concrete barriers in front of the abandoned East Precinct, according to the police, uh, Seattle Police Department Assistant Chief Adrian Diaz. Monday marked the fourth shooting. We talked about the shooting just yesterday. A 16-year-old boy was killed. A 14-year-old boy remains hospitalized in critical condition after a shooting on 12th Avenue between Pike and Pine around 3 a.m. Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best has come out and she appeared on camera late last night and she urged protesters to leave the chop zone saying enough is enough here. This is something that's going to need to change. We're asking people to remove themselves from this area and for the safety of the people. If they care about people, which clearly they do, right? Yeah, they care about people. They're going to have to try and help us make it safe. Hmm. You know what I would like to see the police do when they go in and they start removing these uh, these barricades? Mm-hmm. Um you know that that evil um, chemical they were using, tear gas. You know. Yes. Yes. Of course. I would love to see. Th- there's a technique that the the military used uh, for artillery. Right. The idea is you you would you would hit behind whatever you're wanting to hit, and then you would walk it forward. Why don't you do that with tear gas? Hit behind the crowd and just start walking the tear gas forward, so it brings them to the cops, and then just do mass arrests, take them all out of there, get them out of the way. I mean, you guys are doing illegal operations anyway. Uh, honestly, I would argue that you're a um, accessory to murder because there's been multiple murders in that zone. And you're part of the reason that the zone is taken over. So I don't know how that would hold up in court. But, you know, nonetheless, I feel like they're they're a part of the whole murder and the and property damage and all that stuff. They should all be charged with that honestly yeah yeah i think and, the mayor and, and the governor the on top of it uh, the mayor and the governor on yeah. top of it for, for enabling and allowing that you're just as much responsible their blood is on your hands yeah mm-hmm. i agree and that they should be arrested for the same absolutely the same thing so absolutely the problem is is i i think they have immunity to that i don't think we can arrest politicians can we uh why, why not for, what why not I, I'm, um, so, I'm sorry i'm one of those crazy old-fashioned people that that believes in liberty and justice for all, you know. I, I I'm I'm just yeah, you know, I'm just one of those crazy old fashioned types. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I, legitimately I'm not sure how that works because we're not able to, for example, arrest a sitting president, right? So I, I don't know if the same applies for like mayor and whatnot. They would have to be an investigation. They would have to be 
removed from office and then you would have to go in for the the arrest i think is the the procedure so uh, I, I don't know how well that would hold up in court or any of that kind of uh-huh. stuff so yeah okay they may be well or they may be immune to it yeah 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 all right well organizers said on sunday they're seeking to move into the abandoned east precinct right the police department where most protest leadership have already taken up shelter as part of an effort to secure their best bargaining chip in convincing city officials to act on police reform and other demands so uh you're gonna have to go in there like they're gonna make you earn it right they're, they're gonna make you earn it so negotiations between the protesters and city officials over the weekend proved unfruitful you know what that's because they're on board with it you know, just go in there and shut them down they're spoiled rotten brats yeah put them in bracelets and take them downtown stick them in jail for about 10 years they'll get the hint they'll get the hint don't give them any bail either all right uh anything else on chop that's long overdue right for that to be shut down so much for the summer of love yeah so so much for the summer of love you know or dying um, you know there was there was a meme i had uh seen and they were talking about you know, the big aircraft they use for um, dispersing like water and whatnot on fires. Oh, yes. Uh, like wildfires. Just go down through fires. there and just clean that out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, could, could we use things like tear gas or something, you know, just fill it up and fly right over the area? And You're yeah. talking about practical yeah. things, Bruce. We don't believe in practicality here on this podcast. <laughs> we can't have that. <laughs> Moving right along. Let me see. What do we got? Okay. All right. So social media, right? We've talked a little bit about us being on Parler, right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. it, th- there's no there's no doubt that people, a lot of people on there are of the conservative mindset, right? There's no doubt about that. Yes. However, yes. you're starting to see some people come in and you run, in, run into the occasional troll and this and that. Okay. I mean, that's, that's fine. Whatever. You know, it's the internet it is what it is. The CEOs come out and offered a progressive bounty, right? We talked about that the other day. He's offering $20,000 a head to any prominent liberal progressive left-wing person who has a following of 50,000 or more that's a verifiable person that will come over and bring their supporters with them so they can engage in the healthy exchange of ideas that the dialogue right so yep. they're encouraging that type of dialogue to happen between people because we're so polarized and he took the stance of if you can say it in the streets of New York then you can say it on parlor right well a whole group of left-wingers apparently this is what we've read this morning, said mm-hmm. that they went over there and they all got banned within 24 hours. So what happened to them? That's what I want to know, honestly. They're not saying anything about why they were banned. They just said, oh, we went over there and we're banned. When some of them were saying, well, we went, we, the only reason we went over there was to troll uh, the MAGA people. You know, that leads me to believe you were probably over there breaking the TOS in some form or fashion. It's yeah, there hard. is free speech. It's not no, that hard to not. follow that TOS. It, we we read them. No. Yeah. It, it's pretty straightforward and easy. It's it, There's nothing insidious like uh, Twitter or Facebook to where there's like a 30-page document you have to read through. It's literally one page. So it says here that it didn't take them long at all to get banned. On Friday, they were uh, on Friday. We predict that it's just like every other social media platform out there. Right. Those people who falsely say that Twitter is censoring conservatives. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. falsely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Falsely, falsely taking down content and shutting down content. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. they say that they were over there. And they said that what we didn't expect was that Parler would prove us right so damn quickly. Over the weekend, Mm. they were going around taking down accounts. And you have the tweets here from some of the people saying that while they got banned. And I mean, these are people with pretty big followings, it looks like. They've got 30,000 likes on that one, 18,500 likes on another one. 
pretty big name people. Thor Benson, right? That's a that's a, that's one person. But he said he got banned from Parlor. And of course, this other person comes along, like you were saying, pretty much all my leftist friends joined Parlor to screw with the MAGA folks. And every last one of them was banned in less than 24 hours because conservatives truly love free speech. Well, usually they do. So uh, I, I don't understand. What, what did you get banned for? The, you're right, though. None of them list actually what they got banned for, the, all, except for this one. This one says, I was banned from Parler because I called them out on their sketchy legal tactics, shoving legal fees onto users, requiring driver's licenses. Well, you, you require a driver's license only if you want to be verified. If you want to be verified, mm-hmm. you have to give them a form of uh, ID, which in this case, you give them a driver's license or they also accept passports. So you can verify that way. But they don't require it. They, they don't require it. The catch is, is if you want to send direct messages, you have to be a verified user. So you don't troll people with uh, direct messages. You don't spam people with direct messages, which is a good security feature. The only thing is, is I mean, I'm verified on, on Parler. So, I mean, I'm a real person shoving legal fees onto users. I, I, I don't recall being charged anything. I, I don't know. I, I don't recall that that I, I, I could possibly be sued uh, for something. I, I don't recall that. Are, are you looking at the TOS? I heard some clicks. Are you pulling it? The thing is, is when we went up, that would have been if that was there, I would have been all over that. And right. then, because when we looked at when we looked at going on parlor, we went through the TOS and everything that they required of us. And there's nothing in there about that. If there was something in there, I would have been like, yep, no, we're not going there. No. Right. If there was some kind of legal thing, there's not. This is a hit piece. Honestly, as as I was saying, there's nothing in here saying why they were banned. It just says, oh, I was banned. And in fact, like I said, we were over there to troll people. And turns out we got banned for 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 trolling people. Uh huh. Yep. Well, it also says here that he got banned for abusing pornography laws. Well, they do specifically say they, they specifically say no pornography on the site. Yep. That's it. That's all. Yes. No pornography. So if you start posting pornography, what do you think is going to happen to you? That's not a, <laughs> abusing pornography laws. So if a, if a site, which is a private business, by the way, if they come out and they say that they don't allow pornography on their site, then how is that abusing a pornography law? How is that abusing a, a pornography law? Because a business has a right to refuse service to whomever they choose. You know, if I go into a if if I go, in, I hate to use this analogy, but if I go into a restaurant with no clothes on, what do you think those people are going to do to that restaurant? They're going to throw me out. I'm not going to go back and say, well, you're violating my rights <laughs> to sit in here with no clothes on. It's it's ludicrous, right? It's ludicrous. Yeah, the uh, that that specific tweet that you're referencing, they they show an art piece of a woman topless, well, butt naked, climbing out of what looks like a tub or something. I'm assuming that's probably what they posted over there, looking to get banned to see how far they could go. You know, like a little toddler. You know how they they push the line of what they can and can't do to see how far they can go. That's kind of what this seems like they were doing is pushing the line. And yes, that's technically art, but there it it's a naked woman. What do you draw the line on pornography? What do you when do you call it art? Right. And, you know, ver- so if that's what they did, yeah, okay, you're rightfully banned. But see, here's here's the thing: if you go to if you go to that platform, that, now see the way that they've done it. The way they've done it is is the correct way to do it because it allows you to register an account, but you get one shot, right? And you can appeal your bans, right? You can appeal your bans. You can go onto their website. I've seen where you can appeal your ban. 
I mean, you can. You, you can you can contact their support and they'll review your case. Fair enough. I mean, for anybody that, that has some common sense about themselves, of course, if you have common sense about yourself, you're not going to get banned in the first place, are you? You're going to follow the rules because you believe in following the rules and using your head on top of that. The other thing that Parler has done, they've tied it to your telephone number. So unless you're prepared to go out and get a new telephone number, I don't think you're going to have duplicate accounts. So it's not going to give them a chance to continue to troll and spam and all that stuff because it's it's going to be financially devastating at the same time. And of course, most of them don't have any money anyway. So uh, it's, it's going to be completely irrelevant to them. I mean, I think they've done it the right way. But at the same time, you know, I'm glad that they're actually I, I, I'm glad that they give people an opportunity to abide by the rules. But some people some people just can't follow the most basic rules. You notice that they just can't follow the most basic of rules. And I, I don't know why. It's like, are you that much of a, of a child? I mean, obviously, if they had to push the limits to see how far they could go, that's a very childish thing. Why you just act like a civilized human being? Can, can we just have that on social media? I mean, yeah, tempers get high. And, you know, when you're discussing things, but that's where civil society comes in. You discuss ideas and facts and don't let the emotions get in the way of that. Do you want to do Facebook? Uh, Actually, no, let's do the mushrooms. Let's do let's do the mushrooms. mushrooms? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So what, what do you got on the mushrooms? All right. So if you want some uh, psychedelic mushrooms, yeah, you're one step closer in Oregon as they are for the November ballot. They're going to have a initiative petition to, uh, I believe it's initiative petition 34. They're going to um, try to get enough people to sign for that, to bring psychedelic mushrooms in, to be legal and regulated. You know, the last thing I think that, that the state of Oregon or any state for that matter needs is the legalization of psychedelic mushrooms. Uh, do I see George Soros's fingers on any of this? <laughs> I mean, is that, that sounds like it's where it's coming from, because he's been the guy that has been advocating for groups to, or excuse me, has been funding groups advocating for the legalization of marijuana across U.S. states. Have you noticed that? I'm seeing the same type of push in that direction. So I, I don't think that the state of Oregon needs mushrooms. What's the purpose of this? Why? What? Why? Uh, so, OK, to clarify on this, the initiative petition already has 164,000, almost 165,000 signatures. The petition would, if it was voted in on the ballot, would legalize psychedelic mushrooms in controlled dosages and administered by professionals in the state. This would be the first state to actually legalize it, whereas uh, cities like Oakland and Denver have already decriminalized these. So essentially, it's legal there, more or less, if you're not being, you know, it's not criminalized. Why, why um, do I feel they're like saying this is a this, bad idea? This, uh, this sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, yeah, it's a really bad idea. I, I've seen some of the uh, the trips some of these people take uh, on psychedelics, and it's not pretty. <laughs> they, they need um, a trip manager for some of these drugs. So, yeah, it, it can get pretty out of hand. The libertarian side of me says, do it. Right. The, the libertarian side of me says do it. But here's the problem. And this is I, I reference back to this every time. People can't behave like people aren't responsible. So why should you let that part of I guess what? Why should you allow that culture to form in the way that, you know, allows people to, to openly use drugs like that when people can't behave? 
Why should we foster that? Now, I, I know you say, well, uh, well, that's because, you know, you know, freedom demands responsibility and all that stuff. But really, what does it do? I mean, it, it brings the overall state of the society down even further when you start decriminalizing drugs, doesn't it? Yeah. So here's here's my catch with uh, or my stance with it. I'm I, I take the, the libertarian stance. I, I I'm fine with people using these drugs and whatnot. If they want to go out and be, you know, whatever they want to be with these drugs, they want to fly as high as a kite. Fine. Go for it. Catch is you want any kind of government welfare, food stamps, whatever it is, you have to go through a weekly drug test. And if you fail, you lose your 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 subsidy. Businesses should be totally allowed to fire you based on tr- drug testing. If you, I mean, which they already are, you know, allowed that, but I, I, it'll, it'll become more of a commonplace, uh, I think. So society will re- regulate itself. It doesn't need government regulation. It just, it puts the burden more on, on the individual business or the individual and not not a all controlling central government. Yeah, I, I see that. But at the same time, you know, my, the the justice side of me, like the criminal justice side mm-hmm. of me says, uh, hell no. I'm at war with my beliefs versus what I've seen on firsthand on the streets. You know what I mean? So I'm right. I, I want to I want society to be that, you know, that liberal. When I when I say liberal, I mean, like that classic liberal. I, I want society to Free. be free. Yeah, I want society to be free. I want the individual to be able to make that choice for themselves. But at the same time, I know that people can't be responsible. They can't behave on average, on average. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but on average, people can't behave. Look at Mardi Gras, right? You give people just a little bit of freedom, what happens? The place turns into hell. All right, we're going to have to jump out of here this morning, Bruce. So thank you for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.